before we get too deep into stuff here, I have a question that could be controversial. I feel like I haven't asked you this in a long time, Jess. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Um, I don't really eat cereal that much these days, but I mean, like the first thing that popped in my head was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That, yeah. What about you? <laughs> well, so last time I was set set free in a cereal aisle with the instructions to pick whatever I wanted, I picked Cocoa Puffs. Mm. And then as I'm eating them, they're like, these are pretty good, but they used to be better. Oh, so yeah. like early 2000s Cocoa Puffs, if they could just bring that back, that'd be great. But now they make everything whole grain and they're just not the same. Yeah. Actually, that reminded me my second favorite, or at least a runner up would be um, the Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, but not Ooh. the Oops All Berries. That's too That's much. Too I like getting the little reward. Exactly. That's how I feel about Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. I don't like Lucky Charms. Oof. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties, Swifties Anonymous. Anonymous. I feel like we totally messed that one up. It sounded good to me, but I mean, it, oh, okay. it gets, it'll get fixed in post. True. Is what they say. Thanks, Evan. So I have a cat in my lap right now and she's not being good. So she's probably going to oh. bite the microphone. So if you hear any like rustling around, that's just snips. Snips being bad. As she is. So I'm pretty, I'm actually weirdly excited about these songs. Yeah, I I was a little bit lukewarm about the first three, but yeah, I had fun listening to them again and kind of reading some stuff about them. Yeah, I didn't really, I mean, I remember listening to these, uh, you know, when Fearless first came out when I had it, that you gave it to me, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, but I, I just don't. Like, I don't know. They never stuck out to me, so I definitely slept on them. Yeah. So listening to them again was cool because they they have a little bit more to offer than I thought. Yeah. And they're not obviously not her best works, but they're still I like I wouldn't skip them when I'm listening to the album for the most part. Yeah. Like I would just I would listen to the whole thing. There's one I'd maybe skip. But I don't know. Oh, probably me too. Probably the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go get into it? Let's go. Tell me why. Track eight. I took a chance. Tell me why. Um, well, I guess I can start up with a little bit of background. Tell me why. Um, Taylor's quote about the song was that she walked into Liz's house and said, I can't believe what's going on right now. I've got to tell you about this. I told her all about it. <laughs> she goes, if you could say everything you were thinking to him right now, what would you start with? So I told her, I would say to him, I'm sick and tired of your attitude. I feel like I don't even know you. And then I just started rambling oh. and she was writing down everything I was saying. And so we turned it into a song. This seems like the story with a lot of Taylor songs. Lot She's lot just songs. ranting and raving about a guy and like she just says whatever comes to her mind and she turns it into yes. a song and I love it. Yeah, it's really great um, because, you know, she does. 
She really goes for it here. I really love the intro of this song. Mm-hmm. It's just so it's different. I feel like she doesn't have any many other songs that have, you know, an intro like that. And it's yeah. this song is a bop, even though it's kind of like this guy sounds terrible. Yeah. Sick and tired of your attitude. And we but, don't know yeah. who the guy is. See, that's killing me. I want, I need to know because he just sounds awful. Like he sounds yeah, abusive, honestly, which is He had a string like he's of some got a bad mean guys streak. here. Yeah. Makes her run for cover, like, yeah. Need to call a hotline. He took a swing. I hope that's not literal. I know. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, just a little fun fact I stumbled upon was that fans speculate that it's about Joe Jonas, but obviously it's not but because timeline does from, not. Yeah, I mean, unless she wrote it before they broke up. Um, no, that wouldn't be right because yeah. forever and always she had to get on the album last minute. So we'll talk right. about, but. So, yeah, no way. Yeah, that doesn't really, uh, there's no way. Unless he was this terrible. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know if he would, he had a temper and mean streak. Hopefully not. Yeah, I hope not. Um, so this vocal melody, I, it's so catchy. I really like it. Yeah. But, um, but as far as the lyrics, I mean, she's not saying anything super new or original, but it's still, I mean, she words things well. As she yeah, does. you can tell always. Yeah, she seems like I mean you can get her frustration and her anger like within the lyrics. So yeah, good job. Also, good job, I Taylor. like how she um, kind of repeats the first verse at the end, but it's different and it's kind of like oh yeah, a little full circle kind of thing. Yeah. So, do we want to get into our favorite lyrics? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Do you mind if I go first? Because yeah, please. I have a favorite and a least favorite. Okay. The thing is, they're the same line. Uh-oh. I can't decide whether it's great or just really dumb. You could write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. Wait, I both love and hate it. <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship. Right? You know, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> what about you? Um, I I put I need you like a heartbeat. I couldn't really I was I didn't feel super strongly about any of the lines, but yeah, that was probably I mean it's good. It's a solid line. I like it. Yeah, especially in beats. contrast with how terrible this guy is. <laughs> yeah, she obviously didn't need him that bad, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, the the book thing. I just I don't. I also feel like, um, is that does she talk about like is that a trope? I I, guess it's literary references, but that's not really a literary. Yeah, I feel like she's definitely uh, said something similar. But as far as ruining someone's perfect day, definite trope. Oh yeah, yeah. Along, should we just go ahead and talk about the tropes? I mean, mean, this seems like a natural little segue. Look at us. Um, The confusion, frustration. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's, I don't know if it's necessarily her first little toast, but I feel like it is. But we we didn't finish last album, so who knows? Uh, Hopefully she wasn't toasting yet. Here's to, yeah. Here's to you being the worst. Yeah. The next song I think also has a toast or maybe the song after. Uh, 
the song after, after, um, remember, like she always acts like he's not going to remember what happened, but she does. She always does. Oh yeah. Also, I, I remember what you said last night specifically. Oh I, yeah. That, that line kind of bugs me because I, it's, it's vague, but not in like a good way. It's just like, I remember what you said last night, dot, dot, dot. So what, what did he, he say last night? Yeah. Was it was it negative? I mean, I yeah. assume she says, here's to you and your temper. Yes, I remember what you said last night. And I know yeah. that you see what you're doing to me. So, so was he <laughs> was he like making fun of her dreams of being a successful singer songwriter? Mm, yeah, like, it made her feel cause, small. Yeah, because he does talk about dreams or he she talks about dreams which is definitely a thing yeah that's definitely a trope um yeah specifically last night i mean that's a specific time Mm -hmm. but i just want to know i want to know what what he said but i don't know i guess we can't know um we'll never know that's about it yeah oh and then you mentioned the ruining someone's perfect day. Yes. Because she definitely mentions that. That reminds me of uh, Cold as You. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Dear John, she kind of says something like that. Definite tropey. Definite. So what was the secret message? The secret message was, guess I was fooled by your smile. Oh. So that's why I him. guess she stuck around for so long. He had that smile. Did we mention smile in the tropes? Because can that count? Can As a trope. <laughs> Does the secret message count? Yeah, I can't believe she didn't mention it in the song, but... Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, I had a hard time, like, putting into words the tropes of this song because it's not, um, I don't know, not super tropey. It seems it like the, the general idea is definitely tropey, but yeah, there's not as many individual tropes. Like the subject, exactly. I guess. It's definitely. So what would you a rate Swift this song? song? Oh, I I was thinking 4.5 or 5. Now, yeah, I'm saying like 4.5. This this is the <laughs> one. I know that sounds terrible, but probably this is my least favorite out of the stretch. Um, yeah. This is the one, like, maybe if I was listening to the album after I hear the intro, because I do like the intro. Right. But I might, <laughs> I might skip it, it, depending on my mood. I still love yeah, the Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Yeah, I I originally wrote a 5.5, but I think it could probably even go down to a 5 because, yeah, talking about it and, like, really digging in, I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad song, of course. I mean, I really don't think Taylor has necessarily any bad songs, just weaker ones. Well, yeah. Well, let's play some swirl. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me, I mean, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, the thing is I yeah man I literally forget about me because it just doesn't feel like a Taylor song because I just <laughs> it's a panic at the disco song I don't it, yeah it turns out go. yeah all this time <laughs> so about the Swifty scale for this one yeah I don't know me, like it's a not five I put four because it's four okay it just doesn't have like as strong of a I don't know. Unless you would prefer a five. No, no. Four is good. Be. You're the you're the trope master. <laughs> so I <laughs> I go with your words. Four, yeah, let's give it 
I'll give it a four because it's on ruining someone's perfect day out of 10. <laughs> there we go. Four attitudes. Four bad, bad attitudes. attitudes like this, this guy seems to have. Sounds good to uh, me. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for You're Not Sorry? I'm ready for You're Not Sorry. actually really like this song me too even though yeah it was like supposed to be well i don't want to get into the facts yet but i guess it was supposed to kind of be a single but right go ahead and talk about the background first maybe do it um so it was inspired by an ex-boyfriend of taylor who was later revealed to be the opposite of what swift had originally thought imagine that um right (laughs) swift recalled that at first he came across as prince charming As their relationship continued, Swift was informed of numerous secrets about her boyfriend she was not aware of. And one by one, I would figure them out. I would find out who he really was, she said. This sounds like... the guy from White Horse? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, this literally sounds like... I mean, maybe it is. The Prince Charming thing could be the same guy. Maybe she just held off on writing this song or... Yeah. I mean, we don't know who it's about, so... An unnamed person. So... I hate the intro to this song. Oh, really? It's that the really violent, generic. <laughs> yeah the the keyboard or the piano like bing bing. It's like oh, I don't know. It's in a thousand other songs. Is it the same intro yeah. to Cold as You? Is that the one that has the also oh, really boring, terrible intro that I it hate? It does. It does. There's a lot of like yeah. violiny s- sounds going on in this section of the album. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is kind of a country album, so I guess you could call it a fiddle. Oh, yeah. Yeehaw with this fiddle. Um, Yeah, this song is really, is pretty country. And so I Mm -hmm. guess it was a promotional single, but it wasn't on the radio. So it was like, there was like a physical CD, I I guess, with like a separate cover and everything. Yeah, Um, I remember seeing the cover. It was in like the lyric booklet. mm -hmm. I don't know why I had, did I buy a physical version (laughs) of this Did you have the digital booklet from iTunes? Maybe that's what I had. I don't know. I just remember that picture, like the cover. It was it's in my brain for some reason. Her on the so, bathroom yeah, floor with I'm sorry written everywhere. Yeah. I'm looking like, at it right now. She's got like the bare feet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> looking real sad. Yes. Also, does kind of remind me of White Horse Music Video. I'm thinking it's the same guy. It has to be. There's too many things. Yeah. But I feel like this song, I why was it not on the radio? I mean, I feel like it would have done well because it's... It's just, it's pretty country, but with a good amount of pop. So I think it probably would have done well. Maybe. But I mean, I don't know. There's so many other, I don't know. Yeah. There's so many other good songs on this album. Yeah. I mean, the singles they picked, obviously, were just fine. They were, they were really good for getting her out there. Yeah. Into the pop world. Exactly. So did you ever see the episode of CSI in which Taylor guest starred? No, I didn't either. I was actually thinking about looking it up, but then I never did. Um, I'll have to do that before next time. But yeah, I never watched CSI. So yeah, I never did either. There's I feel like everyone's been in an episode of CSI. Oh, definitely. But apparently (laughs) this song was remixed and featured in the episode, maybe. Interesting. So was she she obviously wasn't the victim. I I mean, I think she gets murdered. she does get murdered? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to look this episode up at some point. 
Well, and if I can find a way to watch it, there's so many episodes of CSI. I feel like I wouldn't even. It's like the one with Taylor, please. Isn't there like a million versions of CSI too, like CSI Miami? Right. CSI. I think, is this just New regular York. CSI? Is that is a thing? regular CSI? I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Now I don't can, know. Can some CSI experts please write in and explain? Please the explain show to how us. the show works. <laughs> um, I liked this little factoid. Of <laughs> during the tour, Taylor performed a mashup of a cover version of Justin Timberlake's "What Goes Around Comes Around," and you're not sorry. That and sounds pretty tried, cute. Yeah, I tried um, looking up and like a version of it. I could only find terrible fan recorded versions. Probably oh, and this on, was like, before before smartphones. Probably really. point and shoot cameras. Like yeah, it's probably like, maybe like a little like LG chocolate. I was gonna say the <laughs> LG chocolate. Um, yeah, it, and it, it was pretty good. I mean, I I just I didn't listen to the whole thing. It was like nine minutes long or something crazy, mm-hmm. but yeah. It was pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I always like when she sneaks little uh, covers and stuff into her shows. Not that I've ever seen it, but one day maybe. Sounds cool. One day. Yeah. Um, it's also theorized that the song is written about Joe Jonas. Oh, my gosh. Because he Not wrote everything the song. is about Joe Jonas. I know. <laughs> Not everything on Fearless. But the reason is because I guess he wrote the song Sorry for one of their albums. Which Would that have been I before? T- this actually i i should have done my research on this but um yeah i don't i don't know if i know that song yeah i i don't know either and you're the resident oh former joe bros fan so yeah we always always come back around to the jones brothers like i know so just so you know the chorus for the song sorry now i am remembering it but it was like uh, i'm sorry for breaking all the promises that i wasn't around to keep so yeah i don't think that was about taylor no, and why he was wasn't she sorry? Just... No, he clearly wasn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so... I mean, we've already talked about how it can't be about him. So anyway, moving on. Enough right. about Jonas Brothers on this episode so far. I'm sure they'll. <laughs> yeah, they'll come back. They're coming lot. back. Uh, did I already say that I am obsessed with this vocal melody? No, did you say that about the last song? I though? said it about the last song, but like also this song. Like okay. I hate the in- I like I love the intro of last song. Also love the vocal melody. This, this song, one you hate, the, hate intro. the intro. Also love the vocal melody. I don't know. It's like just the way the the delivery. I mean everything. The, always the delivery. Because like some of these lyrics are like pretty like not super original, but the way she sings them, it's like I love it. Yeah, all about it. I also I especially love the chorus. Yeah, there's honestly the lyrics are pretty good in this song. Just in general, like there's some good lines, at least that I like. I don't know, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely some good lines. Like better than the last song. Definitely. <laughs> did you have a favorite? Um, yes, I did. I did pick a favorite line. Um, the one I picked was, this is the last straw. There's nothing left to beg for. When oh, she kind of yeah. changes it. I love. At the end. Yeah, I love when she does that. Yeah. What was your favorite? Um, mine is, and now you're asking me to listen because it's worked. Ugh. <laughs> My mouth stopped forming words. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, asking you just me stop to there. listen because it worked each time before. But it's really the way she sings it. I love yeah. it because it leads into the chorus. And yeah, it's less about, I guess, the words and more about the delivery. Delivery. As always. But yeah. it's just, oh, I love it. 
I also kind of like the, I was just looking back at the lyrics. I love the line, could have loved you all my life if you hadn't left me waiting in the cold. Like, oh, dang. Ouchie. Got him. <laughs> How's it feel? Speaking of being out in the cold, there's a trope for you. That is a, a little trope. bit of weather. Especially the cold. Yeah. The phone. Mention of the phone that she's not going to pick mm-hmm. up. Running mm-hmm. out of chances. Him shining, even though this time mm-hmm. it's fading. Um, secrets. Sounds like he might be a little bit of a cheater. This <sighs> being again. the last time, but for reals this time, innocence <laughs> mm-hmm. and weather that we mentioned. Yep. So it's uh, waiting it's, in the cold. Yeah. It's pretty swifty, especially I never, as I'm listening to it, I never um, really connected it to White Horse, but it, I feel like they're very much linked. Yeah. I mean, I think so too, especially like having secrets mm-hmm. and possibly cheating or she's, he's cheating on someone with her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. The music video for White Horse had, I don't know. But yeah, I like this song. It's a good one. Oh yeah. Okay. Here you go. The secret message. She can have you. So obviously there was another girl involved. Yeah. Mm. We wouldn't have known that if we didn't think about the secret message. Thank you for the secret message, Taylor. Yeah, thank you for giving us clues, leading a little breadcrumb trail. So what would you rate this song? Um, I give it a 6 out of 10. Ooh, okay. Because I like, went with I do a 5.5. Like That's oh, what I was sorry, torn I between, but I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep the 5.5. I mean, I'll keep the Wait, 6. You have, you have the, the 5.5. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so I thought it was pretty swifty. Yeah, it is like quite swifty. 6.5. Or is that too high? 6.5? Um, mm-hmm. No, I think that's fair. Six six 6.5 last chances. Oh, yeah. Six and a half last chances out of 10 <laughs> last chances. This is really the last time. Yeah, because it's really, um, yeah, it's not super swifty, but it is. Enough of the tropes are there and like the weighty ones. Yeah, the important ones. Yeah. Let's take a break. And we're back. Thank you for holding. (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know what I'm doing. So, The Way I Loved You. Ah, yes. The Notebook, the song. Um, that's funny. The only thing I have written down for this song is Taylor is clearly Team Jess. Oh, yeah, definitely. She this definitely says, me, says yes to the Jess. Yeah, this gave me extreme Gilmore Girls, Dean versus Jess vibes. Oh, see, I, here I thought about the notebook and you were really. Yeah, I like the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, especially. Well, not to get too far ahead, but especially this second verse where she says um he's close to my mother and um where does he say like he always calls when he says he's going to like oh man there's an entire episode dedicated to how Jess does not call when he says he's going to and how much she misses dean that's amazing 
Well, okay, let's get into it. So, First of all, yeah. the backgrounds. We can talk about that a little bit. And then, so this was co-written by John Rich from Big and Rich. Totally did not know that. Wild. <laughs> I, I know. So um, she said, Taylor said, I got this idea for a song about being in a relationship with a nice guy who is punctual and opens up the door for you and brings you flowers, but you feel nothing. The whole time you're with him, you're thinking about the guy who was complicated and messy and frustrating. So I brought the idea, the title, and where I thought the song should go to John. He was able to relate it, um, relate to it because he is that complicated, frustrating, messy guy in his relationships. Ugh. We came at the song from different angles. It was just so cool to get in a room and write with him because he really is an incredible writer. So that's pretty funny. So obviously this so wasn't random. based on a real, a real guy. I guess this was just kind of like her storytelling putting herself in someone else's shoes kind of thing. Right. Like she's done this Which all cool. along, guys. She didn't just start with Betty. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. said that a hundred times on this, but I'm going to keep saying it because I keep just, saying it. It's so frustrating. People keep acting like, oh, wow, she's just now breaking into storytelling. I'm like, she's been, she's done this the whole time. You think she really dated like 57 different guys? Exactly. And a lot of it is even, you know, like especially her earlier stuff where she's just, um, imagining what it would be like, you know, yeah. or like title song, Fearless. She's like, what if I dated the perfect guy? Mm-hmm. There it is. This is my ideal relationship. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, the Gilmore Girls thing, that's great. Okay, but let's talk about John Rich saying that he <laughs> is that complicated, frustrating, messy guy. Like, I'm just so deep, you can't you know? see it, listeners, but I'm rolling my eyes so big because... <laughs> Ugh, no, I don't no know hate anything against about him. him. Yeah, I don't know but anything about like, him either. But if you're going like to describe yourself man? that way, right? Like, if you're are gonna, you a grown man saying this? That sounds like a 14 year old. Like oh, I'm just so like <laughs> probably has. I'm just such um, a bad boy. Exactly. He probably <laughs> uh, yeah. The guy that I'm imagining, not actually you, John Rich. Of course, he's obviously listening to this. But yeah, definitely the person you're descri- <laughs> you're describing yourself as is 14 years old um, on probably on Facebook or Twitter has a uh, his profile picture is uh, Jared Leto's Joker um, has damaged, you know, tattooed on forehead mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, it's just like girls are too complicated or like, I don't know. I'm too much of a bad boy. I don't know. Just. Yeah, exactly. Need to stop. <laughs> No, you're you're totally right. That is kind of funny. Uh, well, um, maybe he's just maybe it's not like that. Maybe he was just realizing his faults and that he's been that maybe, way in the past. Let's maybe. hope. Um, <laughs> but it was it was kind of cool just the fact that it was written from two different angles. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah, I had no idea. Um, but also, this is I mean, going back to the fact that you're imagining a 14 year old, this is a very teenage (laughs) perspective on relationships. I mean, this is obvious that Taylor wrote this, you know, at the age she was. Yeah. Rory Gilmore Um, wrote this. Yeah. Season two, Rory Gilmore (laughs) wrote this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she kind of addresses that in like three. Sorry. (laughs) Ooh, both. I mean, yeah. Cause she obviously, she dumps Dean or no, three is when she officially dumps Dean. She actually dates it. Jess, yeah. Two, she's like kind of, she's thinking about it. She most definitely likes him. But um, just won't admit it. And I guess, it, is it daylight where Taylor says, I once believed that love would be burning red, but it's golden? <sighs> yes. So this is totally, yeah, this is totally like that, like when she thought love was supposed to be like this, like messy and frustrating. 
Yeah, but it no. shouldn't be like that. Yeah, that's why like um I'm just not a huge fan of it's kind of a trope in a lot of media that passion equals like fighting all the time and it's just like yeah. Yeah. It's a it's kind of a toxic uh thing to be putting out there for young girls to to see and feel like this is what a relationship should be like. Oh, yeah, he's just going to ignore you all the time and treat you like trash and that means he likes you. Like it even goes back to yeah. kind of a an elementary school style of thinking like if he's mean to you it means he likes you. Which oh yeah, so true. Needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like why does it he does. always pull my hair and whatever? Call me oh, names. It just means he likes you. Yeah. Yeah, very Let's immature. Not, yeah. Way to think about it. Let's not keep perpetuating that for young impressionable girls to think that being treated badly equals love. Yeah. Very true. Um, and but, like kind of the same thing with like, oh, sorry, you go ahead. I will stop. Oh, ranting. no, no. I, I was going to change to a different subject. So please, if you have more to say. Was about it about the, Gilmore the Girls? Because I was going to go back to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I mean, it could have been. She could have been inspired by it. I've never heard her say she's a Gilmore Girls fan. Right. But. She should be if she's not. She should be. Um, Because like, I mean, obviously, Jess and Rory have much better chemistry than Rory and Dean. But and Jess, Jess treats grows, her so grows past bad. that. He grows yes. past that though later. No, definitely. And I'm I'm okay. team Jess, but like for me, like Rory doesn't deserve him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rory ends up being that complicated, fresh, frustrating mess of a person yeah. later. She regresses also, somehow. I feel like they they change Dean's character by the time she meets Jess. Because at first, like he gets her references, and he's you know, know. he's portrayed as it's like fairly smart. So true. But then yeah. the second Jess Rose is in the picture, he's, yeah, he's like <laughs> the second they put Jess in the picture, he's like obviously way hotter. Number one, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Jess. and then all of a sudden, Milo Dean Benzina, like yeah. rose ten feet and is like, Rory, I can't fit through this doorway. <laughs> he, he gets a terrible haircut. Oh gosh, only once to, was it? Is it Lord the of the Rings? That he always wants to watch or something? Like what? what that, that's not even, that doesn't even fit him as a yeah, character. It should be like, like he wants it to watch be like, like hockey replays or I don't or know. Or like Space Jam. No, actually Space Jam's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's a sports movie? I feel like he they make he him into sports later. He wants to watch Disney's later. Miracle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm stuck on Disney. hockey because he plays hockey in one single episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm sorry <sighs> to our listeners who have not watched Gilmore Girls. We're spoiling everything. And... You're just not enjoying this, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and you need to go watch Gilmore Girls. Yes. Um, okay, well, let's back to the song. Sorry, I itself. forgot what podcast we were on. <laughs> yeah, this is not our Gilmore Girls podcast. That's coming uh, later. Anyway, back to this song anyway, on this. Anyway, this song. <laughs> thing so, that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the message is trash, but um, it is kind of fun. It's still fun to listen to. I love how... Um, it goes into like that, I guess the minor chord kind of thing right before the chorus. You know, like the "You, you look beautiful tonight," <laughs> and I feel perfectly fine. And then it's like, but um, I just love that transition. Yes, I do like that. And again, the vocal melody is really great. Hmm. Um. Can you please make sure that that terrible impression of me doing "You look beautiful tonight" is gone <laughs> forever? Can that please be our intro? No. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> um, well, maybe the lyrics, yeah, would be um, good to talk about. The only thing, I mean, there's a lot of things that bug me. Not necessarily about the way it's written, just 
the whole message of the song. But yeah. um, in verse two, he respects my space. He never makes me wait. Calls exactly when he says he will. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, this good. guy is great and she just doesn't feel a spark, which is totally fine. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But in the chorus, breaking down and coming undone and screaming in the rain, screaming and fighting and kissing. All the things in the room? All at at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm not team whoever, I'm not team the, like, messy, frustrating guy, but I'm also not mm -hmm. team boring guy either. Yeah, and I mean, obviously... Both of these relationships suck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Both of them are not, yeah, they're not good. Um, Yeah, because he, he, you know, this guy, the boring guy, is probably Mm -hmm. great for someone else. There's just no spark. She obviously doesn't appreciate him, so, and like, yeah, there's no... Yeah, so the lyrically speaking, did you have a favorite or least favorite lyric? Oh wow. I never did write down a favorite or least favorite lyric. Um Wow. <laughs> well I'll I'll give you, you mine. Go first while you look. And I'll look. <laughs> okay. Um uh, I guess it's the bridge when she says my heart's not breaking because I'm not feeling anything at all. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, I also I'm a fan of that line in the bridge and also like how wild and crazy he is. So frustrating, intoxicating, complicated. This just like avalanche of adjectives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm in just the way wondering, she says frustrating. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, every time when we have he to talk got about the away <laughs> by mistake, like obviously it didn't work out for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, did they? get in a fight was it that fight in the rain that ended the relationship yeah they obviously didn't kiss afterwards so or maybe they did maybe i mean it was 2 a.m who knows right oh no it was 2 a.m when she's thinking about him what are the tropes <laughs> oh we haven't even covered it okay well kissing we haven't covered in the, the rain but also fighting Ooh, um, double, a specific time. Oh, that is the notebook by the way the kissing in oh, the rain is definitely notebook definitely notebooky i mean come on um sorry 2 a.m 2 we got a 2 a.m. mention, so take a shot. Um, love making you crazy, preferring a bad boy. I feel like she um, – there's definitely other ones that she maybe yeah. does that in, but I don't – I can't think of any right this very second. Um, an up and yeah, down romance, mm-hmm. faking smiles, and then like a mm. typical mom and dad because the mom, you know, mom appreciates it that he's nice to her and then dad appreciates it that he talks business because that's all – parents are yeah yeah it's only business with the dads i guess yep um and thank you son (laughs) like calls him son and like does the the double tap on his shoulders you know what i'm talking about yeah like welcome to the family son by 10 p.m yes um the secret message is we can't go back and so there was a little side note on i think it was like the taylor fan wiki that someone wrote says taylor realized that the relationship she had was too perfect and she needed something more she says that they can never go back to their relationship they once had thank you random fan um and this is obviously a fake relationship so i don't know (laughs) i guess this is their analysis of this so i just thought that was funny thanks random fan yeah yeah this is definitely fake um yeah it's a fake smile right song (laughs) Uh, what would you rate this bad boy? Oh, um, I gave it a five. five. <gasps> I also gave it a five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as far as the Solid, Swifty scale, the middle. I also gave it a five. 
five because even yeah, though she I, does um it, the kissing in the rain definitely holds some weight but it's um it's just not super typical even though maybe it is because of the whole like her subscribing to the idea of passion equals or love being red equals fighting mm-hmm. but but it's mm-hmm. just not mm-hmm. i don't know what do you think um yeah five or 5.5 we can keep five that's fine five faked smiles i would personally say five roller coaster kind of rushes Ooh. <laughs> so like wait a roller coaster with five different like cars crazy drops or oh yeah i don't know oh yeah or i don't like know one or, of those no. indoor roller coasters it's all in the dark and you can't see Ooh, i like those all right so we're starting a roller coaster you? podcast <laughs> oh my gosh Uh, my favorite roller coaster is the voltron narcolepsy (laughs) (laughs) that one is indoor in the dark yeah i cannot remember the name of it oh the verboda anyway there's something about the black forest this is at bush gardens williamsburg for you coaster fans out there evan just reminded us this is a swifty podcast so (laughs) hint hint sorry (laughs) sorry about we're getting deep into it sorry about it our editor, <laughs> our editor Evan, he's gonna all right. Be mad. Let's move stuff. into forever and always because we've got a lot, or I've got a lot to say. Yeah. So okay. I, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. So I know that you need the background, Kristen. So I'm gonna give you the background. Um, <laughs> forever and always, according to Taylor, is about when I was in a relationship with someone and I was just watching him slowly slip away. I didn't know why because I wasn't doing anything different. I didn't do anything wrong. He was just fading. It's about the confusion and frustration of wondering why. What changed? When did it change? What did I do wrong? In this case, the guy I wrote it about ended up breaking up with me for another girl. Guess I know why he was fading. Oof. Big oof. Man, I wonder. We probably don't even know who this song is about. Yeah, what's being so vague? I bet she didn't like call him out on Ellen or anything. Yeah, so this song was written about her ex-boyfriend, Joe Jonas, of the Jonas Brothers. What? Um, yeah, I know. And he broke she up with her. Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas. The best Jonas, in my opinion. Um, Definitely. I mean, besides this, but like, he was always my favorite. So right. he broke up with Taylor during a 27-second phone call. The infamous 27-second phone call. Ouchie. So let that sink in. And he, he like, dumped her for Camilla Bell, right? I mean, right. that's the story? That's, yeah, that's the official story or the unofficial story. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. This was probably, at the time, up until this point, this was probably her most public, like, this song is about you kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this was pre-Maple Latte. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, she... I did you have you seen that interview on Ellen? Oh, I yeah. had to rewatch it. Yeah, oh, I should have rewatched man. it. Oh, she's so salty. Like you can tell, like she's mad. Oh yeah, at and least she is she tell, like, like, and I won't, I won't even um, think about the guy that broke up with me in a twenty-seven second phone call. Like, yeah, you know, oh, she's man. like, like twenty-five Dramatic. seconds, and Ellen's like, for real, and she's like, well, actually, it was twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at the call log. Oh, dramatic. I love her. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was she was real mad. But I mean, who can blame her? I mean, honestly, that's why I love this song so much because I relate to it so hard. I mean, not that I've been broken up with on a 27 second phone call, but um, so. Uh, so fun facts about this song that we haven't fun. already talked about. Um, 
So this was a last minute addition to the album. And apparently she had to plead with the president of her record label, Scott Rochetta, to let her add it to the album a day before the final version was due to be turned in. Come on, so Scott. So this is why we know that none of the other songs really are probably about Joe Jonas in a negative way, at least. Right. Because it was such a last minute. Like, like, yeah. I can't remember. Did I say this last time? I feel like I've said this before. But like the CD booklets were like days away from being printed that's mm-hmm. how close it was. Like the album was done. It was about to be, you know, yeah. done, done, like mastered everything. And then she had to slip this in. So, so glad she pretty, did. Uh, yeah, right. Because, yeah. yeah, the song means so much to me. Even now. This this album, yeah, this, I mean, there's a, I guess there's two other songs left on this album, on the original version. But this album really would have kind of like not had a, a it would have been really top decline. heavy. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. So I'm really glad that this was on here. And maybe the track order got changed. I mean, who knows? But yeah. Um, so back to Joe, he just how, his reaction to this. He told um, the June 2009 issue of Seventeen magazine that he wasn't bothered <laughs> about Taylor writing about the breakup of their relationship. He said, it's flattering. It's always nice to hear their side of the story. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Until like two <laughs> years later, he puts a song on an album referencing her like – yeah. Get with the times, bud. She's moved yeah. on. So are we going to move on to the lyrics or do we still have more things? Um, there is one little fun fact that I think you wanted to bring out, if I remember correctly, about the... Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking for... Like, we would talk about the piano version maybe a little bit later, but... Oh, okay. okay. As a fun Never fact mind. about the piano version specifically, <laughs> our best friend, Mr. Nashville, I guess I could use his real name, Paul Sedoti, is Taylor's touring guitarist. Um, but we affectionately refer to him as Mr. Nashville. Please come on this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. He played the piano on the piano version. All right. I saw it in an Instagram post. <laughs> I love uh, it. But anyway. I always picture Taylor playing the piano for that. But, you know. Um, so, yeah. I I love this song so much. She yeah. captures just this feeling of, like, hurt and confusion and anger and sadness and just all the emotions <sighs> of being like out of the blue hurt by a guy yeah um, and also just from the the thing she described it seems like he wasn't there anyway and also in the chorus where she says it rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone obviously mm-hmm. the relationship sound- itself wasn't great yeah so and i always yeah, feel you- like you go ahead <laughs> oh i was just gonna say you can really tell like that raw emotion like that she definitely wrote this and like, like in the moment in the heat of the moment yeah yes. and she's basically like screaming parts yeah like they're yelling you know parts of the song so yeah it's yeah, so good I and I, I mean it just it's the perfect capture because um if you've ever been in a situation where the guy that you like like goes one day like treats you really nice and acts like he likes you and then the next day just like ghosts you and disappears and you don't know why that is the worst <laughs> yeah because that's just what it reminds me of maybe because of my own experiences but like um just not knowing where you stand with someone and, you know, feeling like, did I do something? Like, is it me? And then the next day he goes back to like treating you nice. And then the off and on, oof, just, yeah. it hurts worse than just outright rejection. Like if you don't like me, just tell me so I can move on. Yeah, it's kind of true. Just let me move on. And I do, I, like- I also love, oh no, you go ahead. Sorry. I was just ranting. No, no, you go. <laughs> okay. Please rant. I also, I was just going to say, I love how she kind of, she oscillates between, um, like belittling him, calling him a scared little boy. But then like mm-hmm. on the other end, in the same breath, basically, she's like, 
well, not in the same breath, it's a different verse, but um, she's like begging him to tell her what she did wrong. So it's yeah. just all the emotions, the up and down. It just, oh, mm-hmm. she really captured this so well. She really did. And I like on the, um, sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but just the, the piano version, how it's it sounds more like resolved. Like the heat of the emotion yeah. has passed away and like she's, it's kind of like a different, I don't know if that was on purpose, but it just kind of had that different vibe to it. Yeah. It's like she, you can tell she recorded it later, but um Another thing was, I love in the lyrics when she said, when you looked me in the eye and told me you loved me, because in Mr. Perfectly Fine, Mr. Yes. looked me in the eye and told me you would never go away. Like, yeah. Definitely. Definitely about <laughs> Joe. Maybe that was, maybe he was sorry for all the promises he wasn't around to keep. Because hmm. he promised that he would never go away. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about like our favorite lyric? Yes. I, d- I doubt there's going to be a least favorite, so I'm not even going to say it. So Yeah. Um, so please go first. What was your favorite lyric? Okay. Uh, my favorite, here's to silence that cuts me to the core. Because, ooh, I yeah. mean, if, when you've been there where <laughs> he won't talk to you or whatever, and it's just like, well, that hurts. Rip. Yeah. What about you? I, I had... Okay, so my my initial one was, were you just kidding? (laughs) The way she says it, I love it. (laughs) Oh, it is Um, good. And I also like kind of the um, the runner-up would be, did I say something way too honest, made you run and hide like a scared little boy? (sighs) That love love it so, so much because it's so good. Um, Yeah, so I also had a runner-up as well. Um, You feel so low, you can't feel nothing at all. Mm. Yep. But I also, I was, I forgot about the, uh, did I say something way too honest? So, um, I, just a little personal <laughs> anecdote. Um, so this was the first song I ever performed live at, oh, probably shouldn't say the place. Can you edit that out? Um, <laughs> Get a little bleeper. At an, at an open mic night. Do you remember that night? I think yes. you, per- yeah, you performed too. The first one we ever went to? ever for me at least so yeah we both did a song each and then we did a song together when Mm -hmm. you did an original and i of course like just did the old standby taylor swift cover and this was the one i yes i remember that now i totally forgot oh my gosh yeah amazing and also the live daily concert I mean, um, contest, sorry. Not yes. Um, yeah. We ta- I think we talked about that a little bit in the first episode, but this was like one of the songs in the mashup. And I always thought it'd be funny to, if Taylor ever watched the videos, which I, she didn't, but it'd be funny <laughs> to have like the poster of Joe Jonas in the background, like ripped right. up or sharpied. <sighs> yeah. I wish that would have panned out. Yeah. Could have gotten famous. Just kidding. It was terrible, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> do you remember the version of the song that, you wrote Kristen? Oh, um, yeah. So at the time <laughs> of being obsessed with this song, uh, I was going through something similar with a guy. And so me and Jess just rewrote the song to make it apply to my situation. Um, the lyric that stands out in my mind that we changed was um, lo mein noodles. <laughs> there is mention of lo mein noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when oh, you looked man. me in the eye and taught me how to play chords or something. Oh, he taught me how to play. Oh, God. 
blues scales. Oh my. Isn't that the worst? That is that sounds like the worst. I'm was the worst. Guess who doesn't play blues scales? (laughs) Me. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we don't have to talk in detail about the version, but we did do a version. This was a very a very impressionable song to us at the time. Yes. Still is. Like I still whenever I play this song, I listen to it in the car or whatever, I'm still gonna scream sing it. Yeah. You know, along to her grown up voice in the uh the Taylor's version. Um, can we talk about how good her voice sounds? Like, I can't get over it. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, all these little runs that she she sounds kind of out of breath in the original, she just nails in the new one. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it is great. Should we talk about the tropes? Oh, my gosh. We're talking about the there. tropes. Get to the <sighs> it's tropes. A, it's a lot. So, starting out with Once Upon a Time, which is kind of a fairy tale trope to me anyway. But oh, yeah. whenever she starts out a song, kind of like, okay here we go this is what happened you yeah. know it's gonna be good oh yeah um rain four thousand times uh, yeah so many oh times. i guess i am gonna say the one thing that like bugs me a tiny bit is in the chorus she just says the word rain so much yeah <laughs> but she does like, repeat rains a lot yeah but i mean it doesn't take anything away for me but it yeah rains in your bedroom rains when you're here rains when you're gone but it, it works so i feel like again she was writing this like such raw emotion she it like i don't know just kind of threw it out there and you kind of get the the feeling even though it does kind of seem a little repetitive but yeah but it it works for me so i'm fine with it um eyes specific Mm -hmm. day or time specifically tuesday so we get a double points again with the phone but it's not ringing Mm -hmm. this emotionally unavailable guy flashbacks another toast Here's mm-hmm. to silence. Um, and then, you know, wanting, wishing you could go back. Yeah. And do whatever differently. Is like promises, unfulfilled promises, is that is Ooh, that a trope? Definitely. Like a guy like promising something. Yeah. Like and he then, obviously promised forever and always. Right. Yes. It's yeah. very, it's quite tropey for me. Yep. It's great. Love it. What's that secret message? Oh, yeah. So the secret message, there's two. If you <gasps> want to count the piano version. Um, so the first one from the original song is, if you play these games, we're both going to lose. So Wow, that's yeah, quite long. Joe, stop playing these games. Yeah, that, was, that is a very long secret message. And again, I, I love the piano version secret message because it's a little bit more like maybe more time has passed and she's looking back, but still miss who I thought he was. Hmm. So she kind of maybe was looking back and realizing. Cooled off a little, but still salty, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like he wasn't who she who she thought he was. Yeah. So I guess if we can talk about the piano version just a little bit. Yeah, um, please. I really I like it. Um I love the way she changes her, you know, the the vocal melody to to match the, mm-hmm. you know, the slowness of it really well. Um but I still I just love like the raw the rawness and the the anger because it's more it's almost more sad. Yeah, in the piano version. So I, I really, I like the, the anger and confusion of the original. Yeah, more. the secret message. Um, yeah, the secret messages really fit both. I think so. True. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is great. I like that she did the piano version. But yeah, the original is the best. I mean, yeah, on. you can't top that. Um, what would you rate this? So I would rate this an eight out of ten. <gasps> it's up there, and it's, I mean, nostalgia yeah. is obviously a big factor. Like. 
I so know, many personal connections to the song. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was wondering too, if my nostalgia would help or hurt it. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. others don't have the same connection to the song that we do, but I feel like no, it's probably it's not. a fan favorite. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not... The fact that it's about Joe Jonas was also like, you know, like we've already talked about, I was a pretty big Jonas Brothers fan. You were kind mm-hmm. of a Jonas Brothers fan, even though you were probably a little bit more embarrassed and <laughs> private about it than me. I was like, I mean, I didn't have the posters, but I was definitely a fan. Yeah. I wasn't quite your level, but I was. I was yeah, about I did have all those, specifically Joe. I thought Joe was so hot. So he was pretty hot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think about all his hairstyles through the years. So funny. Yeah. Um, so what about the Swifty scale, though? It's pretty dang Swifty um, because this is kind of the other side of the spectrum of um, like Fearless where it's, you know, that one is like we've decided it's her most Swifty, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, about the love side. And this is, you know, when everything falls apart, she uses everything that she all of her tropes, but flipped, you know, instead of kissing in the rain. Um, it's it's bad, you know, using yeah. weather raining to in her represent emotions. Yeah. Oh, the raining in your bedroom reminds me of clean. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but I, so I gave it a nine. 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 Wow. Um, oh, gosh. I know, nine what? raindrops in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Nine scared little boys. Ooh. Running and hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Out of 10 scared little boys running and hiding. You nine, have to say the whole thing. Nine phone calls. But did you did you have a different? Did you think no, it's lower? I, so we gave Fearless a ten out of ten, right? We did. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think yeah, I think that's fair. I feel like nine out of nine. If only she would have mentioned two a.m. If two a.m. would have been in there somewhere, it would have been true. A 10, but yeah, probably. Um, this really solidified her as like the the girl who writes songs about her exes. The fact that it's about a famous ex automatically boosts that it up was, on the Swifty yeah, scale. Yeah, because that was kind of. Um, this was really what propelled her into like, watch out, she'll write a song about you. Mm-hmm. Don't break up with me, I'll write a song about you. <laughs> and it's it's cool too that it wasn't a single. Makes yeah. me feel like it's uh, the secret underground hit that, well, you know, millions upon millions of people listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's super obscure. You probably never like, heard of it. You've never heard of Forever and Always by Taylor Swift. She's pretty like, she's underground. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. Was that it? That's, we cover everything? I can't believe it. It only took always. six hours. Yep. That was so fun, though. All right. Well, that wraps us up. So next week, we're going to be talking about, or next time, it might not be, well, okay. Next time, join us as we talk about the next four songs on the album, The Best Day, Change, Jump Then Fall, and Untouchable. And we will be talking yeah. about Taylor's only studio album that features a cover <gasps> something to Whoa. look forward to a little intrigue swifties out swifties out <laughs>